Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. start hey there I am don't know why it just didn't move over to that screen like it always does oh probably because I was on studio mode and screwed everything up that would make a whole lot of sense all right well we're here it's July the 19th of 2022 uh, I am Matt with the DPI podcast uh, Peter with princesses and the mouse Disney travel will be on shortly uh, to go over some of the news and notes from this week around Disney properties, Disney Online, Disney Plus, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, so we're uh, in the middle of June now. It's crazy to think. Um, next week we are doing a podcast with one of our uh, clients that just went. They went at the end of June and they are going to uh, jump on for a podcast with us next week. Um, hopefully have it out by the end of next week. It'd be great. Um, so yeah, be be pretty fun to to talk to them. I know that they had a great time. They're really looking forward to 
to checking out um, the parks again. So, yeah, just gonna just gonna have a lot of fun with that. Uh, real quick, thank yous out to Lift Guy, um, Lift Guy, Blazed Retweets. Who else got me here? And Doctor Collision. Thank you all very much for the um, the retweets over on Twitter. If you are watching us, you can watch us on four different platforms right now. We are on Twitch, YouTube. Facebook and Twitter, uh, Twitch, Matt underscore DPI, Twitter, at Disney Insights, YouTube, the Disney Planning Insights Podcast, and over on Facebook, just look for Matt Heidel on Facebook, you can find the stream there, or if you go to at DPI Podcast, you can get a link to the YouTube stream there, since uh, Restream doesn't like us streaming onto our company page for some reason. Thank you, Restream, for that. Um, so, thank you guys all for joining us tonight. Let's, um, I, I see Peter's room over here, but I don't see Peter, so. There he is. I see him there. Um, looks like he's finishing his beer, getting ready to go on stream, so we should be good to go here real soon. <laughs> Uh, let me hide me over here. Hide self view. Uh, I don't need this. Don't need, don't need to. Okay, perfect. All right, guys. Um, so let me uh, go to the ad and bring Peter on real quick. And we will start talking some news and notes and uh, get to this, uh, this Disney Plus box that I know that a bunch of you are waiting to see. So, um, yeah, let's uh, check this out. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well as well. As well as well. Yeah. Um, anything Anything big in your life this week? Uh, like Disney-wise or life-wise? Life-wise. Uh, this upcoming week, Bryce has uh, his state uh, swim meet, and then towards the end of next week, girls' golf will begin. So... You decided uh, to do it again? Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yes, I'm doing it. I am. Yes, they, that's they, really the only answer. There you go. The political answer. Um, yeah. So I, I guess I guess the I first thing that I want to jump into, and I don't know how interested you are in this thing, 
But I got this box from Disney last week. Um, and it's it's called a Disney Dropbox. And I guess they randomly pick Disney Plus subscribers and send this box out. So that's what I want to jump into first. You're going to open the box on air? I am. I am. So we can be excited or disappointed all together. Hmm. This is so, pretty exciting. Yeah, so um, let me switch the screen here and get Brayden in here, and because Brayden wanted to help with this stuff, and uh, we'll get this Heck knocked yeah. out. Hey, Bray. It's time. It is time. So we got a cool, a cool box here. So I'm gonna put it up on the desk. I've got an overhead cam. I don't know if you can see it on the stream, Peter, but. Mm. Oh, I can. Overhead cam, so we can see what's in this box. Um, nobody can see you, Brayden, because you're off to the side. You got to get over on my other side. Here, move over. Go over here. There you go. Now everybody can see you. So, trusty knife here. We're gonna pop this baby open and see what we've got. So we've got this, Brayden. We've got this big Disney Plus. We hope you love and enjoy the special gift thing here. So this is this is what came in the box. And it is Disney Plus Minnie Mouse Charades. There is a ton of stuff in this box. Yeah. yeah. Alright. So Brayden, here's the thing that you're gonna love the most. Bubble wrap. Yeah, yes, everybody. Thank you. So the first thing is a mini backpack. A mini lounge fly backpack. Mini backpack. It's actually a lounge fly. Oh, it's uh, no, it doesn't look like it's a lounge fly. It's just a mini backpack, but it's the lounge fly size. Right. So it's it's lounge fly. Yeah. It's like Disney's giving away lounge fly backpacks. Oh my goodness. Oh, a holograph picture? So, yeah, it is. Oh no, it's a 3D Mickey and Mitty picture on the carousel. What does 3D mean? So, it's got depth in it. See how it's kind of layered to where his foot looks like it's away from the horse, which looks like it's away from the wall. Yeah. So it's kind of layered. What's this? Looks that, like mini press set. So it's a cookie press set. Mm. And it comes with a recipe for mini cookies. I'm sensing a theme here. There are the Disney shortbread cookies. Those are delicious. And there's a mini pin. There is a cer Certificate of Authenticity Minnie Mouse Disney Dropbox pin. What's this? Oh, it looks like a little book. It is an autograph. Hmm. No. These are like thank you cards and invitations and with Minnie Mouse on them. Here, I'll get it a little bit closer so people can see it. That's pretty nice. And look on the back, guys. Yeah, there's stickers and a sticker placer on those. And a pen to write. There are 
Minnie Mouse. Oh, it's a. Uh, is it the Love Your Melon? It's a beanie hat, but it's a Minnie Mouse with the two palms and the the bow tie, and it's it's like a velvet little bow on it. I'm gonna say what everybody watching is currently thinking. Put it on. <laughs> okay, so you want to see me in the mini thing? Okay, here we go. Hold on, hold on. I have to get my camera ready. Can I wear it? Um, yeah, this is not gonna fit my head. Oh, okay. Braden, it'll look great on you. Nice. That that that's solid. That, that is, is that's solid. Good. I can't even see my left eye. <laughs> um, I... there is a stationary pad, a Minnie Mouse stationary pad. And well, this looks interesting. It says Disney Drop Exclusive Walt Disney Archives Collection curated image and fun facts printed on acrylic. So let's everything see. in here is like Minnie Mouse. Well, it did kind of tell us it was gonna be Minnie Mouse themed as soon as you reopened it. It is. Oh, um, many like an archive sketch of many mouse like in Steamboat Willie. Yeah, on the front, illustrated panel was drawn by Disney legend UBI Works. Comes from the original story script for Steamboat Willie, preserved in the Walt Disney Archives. This moment from the film marks the first time Minnie Mouse would appear on screen. And then it gives a bunch of facts about Minnie Mouse on the back. I would like that's to give a cool. shout out to Brayden for knowing that that still was from Steamboat Willie long before you read it. <laughs> What's this? It is a stand to put the drawing on. To put the drawing on. It's got an acrylic stand to put the drawing on. That That is pretty cool. Yeah. This, this was actually pretty, pretty cool. A Minnie Mouse Disney drop. So, so yeah, that was pretty solid. So let's take this out here. I thought you were talking about the uh, the new Disney Plus box that they are going to start offering. What what are you talking about? When you said Disney Plus box, uh, Disney Plus is rumored to be offering a streaming box. Uh huh. So for individuals that don't have, you know, smart TVs or app-connected devices for uh, essentially the same way any other streaming box works, but specifically to do Disney Plus content. Well, that would, that would be cool, like a Roku box. Exactly. That's ex yep, exactly what it is. Um, when did they not? Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. No, they announced it. Uh, oh. Coming soon. Define soon. Because I was told that the dining plan was coming soon. <laughs> so was Tron. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and segue into all of our news. It just says coming soon. It doesn't say when. <laughs> but yeah, it's essentially a little Roku box for Disney+. Plus, and then there's also supposed to be, like, some Disney-themed games that you can play on it. So... Anyway, go ahead. Back to you. Sounds good. Yeah, so really, you know, the next thing that we need to talk about is 
Food and Wine Festival started. Food and Wine Festival started. Was that what you were going to say? No, it wasn't. Okay. But go for it. I'm um, just so here is what happened because Food and Wine Festival started. Looked at the menu. Jesse and I looked at all of the things, said, well, we're not going there because we've got the fall break thing already figured out. Plus, our annual passes are going to expire and we were going to we we're going to take a year off of uh, of having the annual passes. We do that normally. We'll like go a year on and then take a year or two off and then go a year on. And so, um, well, needless to say, uh, I booked flights and hotel the other day. Uh, the kids, the kids do not know when, so I don't want to make it too public knowledge of when we're going to go. But suffice it to say for the viewership that I will be seeing Food and Wine Festival and I will also be going to the full-fledged back again not so scary party. Nice, nice. Now, is this is this in lieu of no fall break still happening? Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. This is um, this is a oh look, this is a good three day period of time where we could disappear for a quick uh, quick jump down and back. Well, I definitely need um, need to get with you before you go for some ideas on content. Um, because I do have some new ideas with some new toys. So yeah, so we will uh, we'll fly down late on a Saturday night. We will go to Epcot on Sunday and then go to a Not So Scary on Sunday night, and then we will go to Hollywood Studios on Monday, and probably to Epcot on Monday night, and then finish up at Epcot on Tuesday. And our flight doesn't leave until like 8.40, so we can stay at the parks until about 6 o'clock. Nice. So that is, a, that is a plan. I don't think we're going to get to Animal Kingdom, but we'll get, we'll get over to Magic Kingdom to see it dolled up for Halloween. Um, at least for Not So Scary, maybe, maybe we do that on, on Monday night. Uh, really depends, because right now I just booked a value resort, but I'm trying to get some DVC points used. So if I get some DVC points used, then uh, I'll be at a deluxe resort. And Monday night, there are uh, deluxe after hours for Epcot. So there you go. There you go. Uh, I have to play things by ear on that. So very excited about Food and Wine Festival. It is my favorite festival. It runs from started last week, Thursday, and will run all the way into November. So um Epcot always has a festival going, but food and wine is just a cut above the rest. And uh, honestly, I think Festival of the Holidays is number two in my mind. I don't even, Flower and Garden is pretty sweet. I don't know. The rest of them are just awesome in their own way. Because I was sitting there trying to rank the other ones, and Festival of the Arts is really awesome, albeit short-lived. Flower and Garden was a bit drawn out this year, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think I think food and wine's gonna do the same thing because food and wine started on July fourteenth and it is going all the way till November eighth this year. Yeah. That, that is a long time for food and wine. Well, if you only go once it's not. Yeah, but I mean still you're you're still looking at a lot of Yeah, I, well I guess yeah, if you if you only go once that does make a lot of sense. Flower and Garden dragged on for me because it was, I ran down there, let's see, 
I I think I went to Flower and Garden three times. Yeah, because I jumped down there really quick with my friend. Oh, my leg just died. Um, <laughs> went down there really quick with my friend on that second weekend, and then uh, went down for spring break, and then Jesse and I went down on our anniversary. So maybe that's why it feels Flower and Garden dragged on. We're having all kinds of fun with our our technology today. No, um, I had a I had a spare. I knew it was close to dead. I just didn't <laughs> know if I could make it or not. Um. So so other news other news from around the parks. Let's go over to Disneyland Paris real quick. Um. Because I've got some cruise news, and then I want to get to this BTS news as well. Um. But Disneyland Paris. Um. The president of Disneyland Paris, basically over the weekend, pretty much axed the Star Wars expansion over there. Now, they didn't say it wasn't happening, but they did say that they're going to take some time and look at other theming options for that land. So, um, so they're, they're opening, the public opening of Avengers Campus is tomorrow. Uh, in 2024, the new Arendelle Frozen section is going to open. And then they had this plan to put a Star Wars section in their their Hollywood Studios or their Disney Studios park as well, um, and that's kind of what's gotten the the axe right now. So we'll see what happens there. You know, we're seeing this with a lot of different projects. You think about um, what's gone on with the Epcot um, rebranding, and you know. Are we going to get Cherry Tree Lane? Are we going to get the Play Pavilion? Those types of things. You know, they already had the middle of the park torn out for Moana when they started axing things. So you knew Moana was going to happen. You know, <laughs> yeah, are we going to get... There's yeah. giant holes in the ground. <laughs> are we going to get that refurb of Spaceship Earth that they... I don't think so. Yeah. So there's a lot of things going on that they're kind of getting the axe. And stuff getting pushed back like that, Princesses in the Mouse, or not Princesses in the Mouse, Princess and the Frog, uh, <laughs> refurb of Splash Mountain. So it, it, it's really interesting to see kind of how they're handling the different um, things around the parks right now. Uh, but yeah, it's just, man, I don't, I don't know kind of what, what to make of it. Because you think with how the demand has been at the parks... It shouldn't be too much, I mean, to, to, to ask for these expansions. You know, at some point, they're going to have to answer what Universal Studios is doing with Epic Universe. Um, you know, and it depends on what park they're going to do it at. You know, I, I really feel like they've got a chance with World... You know, we've talked about a fifth gate for, it feels like 10 years now. Yeah. Um, and it really feels like with all this new IP that they brought in under the umbrella of the company, that a fifth park just makes the most sense at this point, right? Um, but at the same point, they, they keep sneaking it into other places. You know? Yeah. Sneaking in Toy Story, sneaking in Star Wars Land. Um, but, yeah, it would... It would just make a whole ton of sense to to just go and and that's the thing. Like, what would it be? It would just be an Avengers park. I, I think you could. I think you could like tackle Marvel basically Universe? all of Marvel. 
right in a park um but, but that, i don't know how big that's big how big that yeah. is see as soon as i say that i think to like what hollywood studios used to be eight years ago yeah right like hollywood studios had basically become not even worthwhile now i could if you did something like a marvel and then also created like a cars land so maybe like a a Pixar and Marvel park that opens up a lot of stuff where there is some Pixar in the other parks, but yeah, ours is largely untapped at world versus a showcase at land. So put the cars, radiator spring racers in, you know, build another tower of terror and make it exactly the same as mission breakout in land. Like they have the blueprints for all of these rides, but I, I think, you have these exact identical copies across the seas from each other. I think for the most part, they try to avoid having the exact identical copies of things at land and world. Hence why, you know, Journey Under the Sea is still there and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is still there and Snow White Scary Adventures is still there in land. But all of those things have been nixed and replaced by other things in world to make them more dissimilar to uh, to kind of, right? It used to be like land was on the west and world was in the southeast and you went to one or the other and you could get a lot of the same things. But now, you know, when I went, that was the number one thing I said about land is they're kind of like two halves of a whole, right? It's like, here are my four parks and here are my two parks and together I have six beautiful parks. Who is that? Oh, yeah, I mean, and that, that I think that's the thing. It just, when I think of a fifth gate at World, I, I think it's got to go one of two directions. It's either got to go Villains or Marvel. I, I think those are the only two things that really make sense. Could you, when, do, could you do that then? Could you do... Like an opening courtyard area, right? Similar to like Hollywood Studios, and then do a villains land and a Marvel land. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know because I, I really think Disney could. And again, if anybody Disney's listening, this is my idea, and you probably thought about it a thousand times. I think you retheme Rock and Roller Coaster in Hollywood Studios to a Cars ride, add another small Cars ride on the back of Lightning Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. And I really think that you do well with that much cars in the parks. I don't think you need much more than that. I don't know. The replica Cozy Cone Motel is pretty sweet. Um, but you're absolutely right. You could easily take the Luigi's or the Mater's ride and toss that off that backside of Radiator Springs Racers. And then, like you said, you could retheme. That's not a bad idea, but, boy, a cars ride... Rock and roller coaster. I, I don't know how. I don't know how that works. What what works amazing about Radiator Springs Racers is like the test track cars are just dolled up to look like the cars from the movie. So it's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, and I, again, we're we're all hypothetical here on. What's going to happen? Here's All what needs right to happen. Close down three Caballeros and put Coco in it. 
I haven't been on that thing in years. <laughs> the only time I'm ever on that thing is if I go in to get some tequila from Cava de Tequila, and then I go, oh, there's no line. Let's go ride it. So, yeah. Um... There are four people in line. I will not wait. <laughs> so let's 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 move on a little bit before we get um, too far into the time here with you. A uh, couple of things: we've got Victoria and Alberts opening up in a couple of weeks. Uh, big re-theme there. They highlighted a lot of the things that people liked, um, but it, it is very very upscaled. Um, Pictures, pictures coming out online, and if you want to see them, go over to DisneyParksBlog.com. Uh, they've got all the pictures online, but really, really well done. Really high-end looking restaurant. Um, really excited to kind of see what what else comes from this re-theme. Um, now, I've never been to Victoria and Alberts. Have you? No, that is uh, one of the high-end restaurants that we've just never, never felt the need or desire to, you know, the, the one thing knocking against it is it's not in the park. So you got to make it a special trip. And then when I'm making a special trip, I'm going to aim for all the places with unique theming and or characters being a a dad, then high-end cuisine, you know. Like, I've been to La Cellier, and I've been to, you know, other Space 220 multiple times. Like, really nice, good, fantastic food restaurants. But, like, if I have to choose between Victoria Alberts or Storybook Dining at Artist Point, I guarantee the food you're going to get at Artist Point is just as high-end and exquisite and... I get to sit in an enchanted forest and watch the dwarves go around. Like, I don't... yeah, you know, I if I'm going to go out for a really nice fancy dinner, I got I got plenty of those restaurants around my house. You know, I'll go pick one of those. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm the same way as you. You know, with having the kids and most trips, you know, and even even when you know, Shan and I go out to eat when we're there at the parks by ourselves. You know, we're looking more at like Citrico's and La Cellier and, and places like that, and and not necessarily the Victoria and Alberts. You know, and especially at that price point, you're looking over two hundred dollars per person um, to eat there, and right. to, that that's just such a stretch when when I think about it. Yeah, and and that's exactly why I've never gotten there because for the. First of all, I was never a big fan of two dining credit meals when the dining plan was around. And that one wasn't even dining plan eligible. It was one of the couple places that you couldn't even use dining credits for. And then I've, I'm going to spend that much money, boy, I better, I don't even, because there's nothing else. There's nothing else at that price point at Disney World unless you're simply going for exclusivity and Club 33 members probably love it. <laughs> I, like, but they pay that price point in their standard restaurant inside of the park. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna hide you for a second here um, so we can watch this BTS thing. I know Allie's super excited about it. Um, but I'm just going to go and put the little thing on for a minute over on that screen.
저희가 오늘 이렇게 찾아뵙게 된 이유는 바로 글로벌 스트리밍 서비스 디즈니 플러스에서 곧 저희를 만나보실 수 있다는 아주 특별한 소식을 전하기 위해서인데요. 네, LA 공연 실황을 담은 BTS 퍼미션 투 댄스 온 스테이지 LA가 곧 여러분들을 찾아갈 예정이고요. 내년에는 다큐멘터리 시리즈 BTS 모니먼트 비욘 더 스타로 진솔한 저희 모습을 만나보실 수 있습니다. BTS 모니먼트 비욘 더 스타에는 네. 어, 저희가 걸어온 성장 과정과 BTS 음악에 대한 이야기를 담았으니까 많은 기대 부탁드리겠습니다. 네, 저희도 너무 기대하고 있는 작품들인데 여러분들도 많이 좋아해 주셨으면 좋겠습니다. 네, 그럼 곧 만나요. 어디서? 어디? 디즈니플러스에서! 알라이트, 너는 못 봤을 때, 아마 너는 봤을 때 트위터 아니면 뭐라고 그랬어요. 그리고 그 후에 디즈니플러스가 announced that BTS is A, they're going to release the Permission to Dance concerts from their LA shows that happened last year. Um, and B, they're doing this documentary of their rise to fame. And BTS has been around for a while. Um, Ali could tell us how long they've been around. But I know it's been at least 2017, so at least five years. Um, and for them, it's... A, She's coming in to tell you? Yeah, 2013. There we go. 2013. <laughs> I heard her pop in. <laughs> <laughs> so 2013. So nine years worth of music from BTS. Um, they really didn't hit it big, you know, until like Dynamite and Butter, then Permission to Dance. And then now they're just kind of all over the place with a lot of different songs. So, oh, Shan, Shan's mad that they can't see me. Sometimes the people just want to see Peter. I mean... That's never true. <laughs> um, yeah, trying to give the fans what they want here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, huge international following for BTS. And, you know, this is really a, a power play by Disney Plus to get into that, that Asian market... And really start building a subscriber base with these two things with BTS on them. Um, I think they did though this kind of nationally with the Billie Eilish stuff that they did and the Taylor Swift, but now it's more international with their with their music. Um, anything on that? Uh, nope, I'm not as excited. Uh, <laughs> I saw the stuff was coming to Disney Plus, and that they were releasing some of it. Uh, but outside of that, I, I got not much else. There you go. There you go. That is our travel guy. Um, last yeah. thing that I've got is we've got a release date on Disney Plus for Lightyear now. So Lightyear will be coming to Disney Plus on August the third. Um, so soon. 47 days from theater to Disney Plus. Does they've that been doing that a lot. You? What? Does that surprise you any? Uh, no, because they've done it already with multiple other things. Uh, Shang-Chi wasn't in the theaters very long. Uh, Doctor Strange got there pretty quickly. Um, so they've been, they've been doing it. Uh, because, so that's, that's what they do. That kind of keeps them on on par with, you know, HBO Max, right? Because 
the the thing about HBO Max is, boy, if you want to go see that big blockbuster, HBO Max will get it. We'll get some of them, you know, two, three weeks after they've been in the theater. So uh -huh. I think if, if Disney kind of dawdles and just tries to like scrape every dollar out of the theater market, uh, I think they then hurt themselves competitively compared to the other streaming services that are capable of, uh, I don't know, kind of delivering the premium content quicker. So um, not a surprise, you know, it'll probably still continue to, to garner some movie theater, but let's be honest, like month and a half later, if you haven't seen it a month and a half later, are you really, really excited about going and seeing it? Yeah, no. So, um, I'm with you there. Anything else that you're seeing around the parks? You got about six minutes left on your uh, timer there. I see that. Uh, not. Oh, well, you did mention it earlier. So uh, there's a lot of speculation for Tron right now. So Tron, like Tron light cycle coaster appears near done uh, by all intents and purposes. Te test runs have been happening for God. It feels like a month or more now um it seems like they're putting the finishing touches on all the facade and and intro and and queue line and everything else like that so construction vehicles are slowly starting to disappear and dwindling in number around that ride so a um, lot of speculation waiting for d23 because uh the the biggest speculations I think right now is that um, an October 1st launch would make sense because that's the start of the Disney fiscal year. So uh, kind of amping up the sales and really making sure the place is packed in fall break and winter as they head into a new fiscal year. Um, December 1st would also make sense to just, again, make sure that the holiday season is completely packed. Um, but it would also make sense to like, delay it until February or March of next year and and release it then to again use it as a promotional thing because Guardians of the Galaxy really took care of the summer crowd Disney worldwide and uh I don't think they want to step on its toes incredibly fast but you would expect Tron to come online the same way as everything else has with virtual queue plus the individual lightning lane purchase It'll be interesting to see if does Magic Kingdom revert back to two lightning lane, two individual lightning lanes and still make you pay for seven dwarves or does it send it into the general queue or not and just let Tron be the the paid one. That'll be interesting to see now that um, all four parks have gone to a single paid attraction. Uh, so lots and lots of speculation, but I don't think we're going to hear anything until D23, because I think they're, I think they're keeping their hand on this one because they don't want to hurt the high levels of visit, right? Because, like, let's say right now they said, oh, yeah, Tron's coming October 1st. Well, hell, I, don't, I wouldn't go in September then, right? I yeah. would contact my travel agent and be like, hey, we can go mid-October too. Yeah. Right? And I think this kind of goes back to the conversation we had last week on I, – I really think that the – the first or second quarter release next year makes a lot of sense to try and reboost kind of a lowering crowd yeah. with 
recession fears with you know just that pent up demand kind of going away now i think it's going to be something that they hold on to for a little while so that they can manage those crowds crowds to get the summer break of next year um yeah i think i think so as well because again the thing boosting the crowds right now we're we're kind of going into the season where the crowd levels are going to be pretty consistent we're coming out of the busy summer august september are going to be low october is going to be strong with fall break christmas is going to be strong as always so where would you like as disney to use a brand new ride as a marketing strategy march and april of next year is where i'd like to use it as a marketing strategy so because they missed their original deadline because originally they i think it the original plan was it'd be open by now yeah october 1st i thought it was i mean the original plan was for the 50th right and it just got so delayed that now now i think they're just putting it in their back pocket the big tell will be when we start hearing that cast members have started previewing it because as cast members preview you are then going to expect very shortly that pass holders and dvc are going to start you know golden oak all those all those people um getting in there and starting to see it so just that like seems like tron's kind of done and we're just waiting for a release date same thing in epcot uh it seems like a lot of that construction is really really starting to to kind of ramp up the intensity yeah so all right rapid fire a couple things you got less than two minutes left uh tumble monkeys and the aerialists are back at (sighs) festival of the lion king I might need to run over to Animal Kingdom real quick. I know, I know. We also uh, didn't see the Finding Nemo show. Justin and I didn't have time. So, and, yeah. So, yeah. you know, now you've got two full-fledged shows over at Animal Kingdom again. Um, might be great here. to have the Tumble Monkeys back. Last thing I've got, Swan and Dolphin are going to hold a high-end food and wine tasting event in November. One is going to be an evening event at $150 a person. The other one is going to be a daytime event for $325 per person. Um, Pretty high-end events for hotel guests. Uh, Interested or not? No, I don't care about Swan and Dolphin. All right. Easy enough. I don't know. know. I I even get grumpy that they're on the boat line. (laughs) So, Peter, where can people find you if they want to book a trip? Uh, Facebook's probably the easiest way, or of course on this podcast, feel free to, to interact with Matt and he'll, he'll talk to us and get you all set up. But, uh, yep. Over there on Facebook, if you just type in uh Disney travel agent or princesses in the mouse or me, Peter Salvadori, whatever you'll, you'll find me. I'm sure. Um, also on our website, which make it scroll right now. Oh. I can't make it scroll right now, but it will be on the lower third. I will point at it when it comes back on. So, yeah, Peter, thanks go. for joining us tonight. Uh, we will probably talk to you next week. Uh, hopefully. Yep. And then from there, it gets a lot more questionable. All right. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later, Ed. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Peter Salvadori with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. Um, great to have him on again to... Kind of hang out and talk some Disney stuff and, and check out this box, which ended up being pretty cool. So if you weren't with us um, at the beginning of the show, we opened up a box from Disney Plus, And it was basically a Minnie Mouse box where we got a Minnie Mouse backpack. We got this cool kids beanie, which I think it's a kid's. It 
actually stretches out pretty far, so Shan might be able to wear it. Um, some cookie presses and a recipe for Minnie Mouse cookies. This cool 3D picture. Some invitation cards with Minnie Mouse stickers, which I'm sure Allie will be using in her scrapbook. A limited edition Disney Drop pin, Minnie Mouse pin. Some Minnie Mouse stationery. And a couple boxes of the shortbread rounds from the parks, which are fantastic. Um, one thing that I didn't show you guys earlier is... On the inside of the box, there was a list of shows to watch that have Minnie Mouse in them. And then there was Disney Minnie Mouse charades that came as part of the package as well. Um, to where you had to um, act out Minnie, Mickey, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, a bow, love, laugh, smile, shoes, polka dot, gloves, and dress. Which seems like a lot of fun. So, really cool box from Disney Plus, so thank you for sending that to us, and um, we will definitely get use out of the stuff. Definitely um, our Paris trip next year, I'm sure some of the stuff is going to make it out there with us. So, again, thank you guys all for watching tonight. I am going to get into the closing. We had Peter with Princesses and Mouse Disney Travel on with us. You can check him out over at Facebook at PATM Disney Travel and on. Um, the easiest is going to be over on Facebook at DPI Podcast. Get in with the conversation over on Twitter at Disney Insights. More on Twitch now at DPI or Matt underscore DPI, and over on Instagram, Princesses and the Mouse. Oh, my mic didn't come on. Have a good week.